0: The Wet Coaster Sports Cast. My name is Andrew. I'm here with my buddy Steven. How are you doing, man? Doing good, buddy. Good seeing you again. Yeah, thanks. Glad to have you on. Uh, no matter where you guys are listening from today, you can catch us on in your favorite spot on your favorite podcasting apps. Just check out the link in our bio on Instagram or Facebook at Wet Coasters SC. Um. So it's been a it's been a week. I think you know what, Steve. It's it's this is very interesting because I think. The last week's been maybe some of the best news Canucks fans have received in a long time. (laughs) I agree with you. I really do. But there's a but there. But it wasn't hyped up by the organization. Do you know what I mean? There was no – they didn't mention it in the press release.
1: That's true. Um, I mean, to be fair, at the same point, there's not many – many teams that do release their goaltending coach or, yeah, or just their <laughs> or, coaching or power, rosters yeah coaching rosters out, outside of their main main um coach like obviously head coach uh you hear a lot of but you rarely hear around the league of assistant coaches getting let go
0: um but maybe that's it i'm i don't know well i don't know i mean in a year or a year or years where you know fans have been absolutely just like screaming at the organization to, like, you know, do this, do that, do this, do that, like, especially when it came to coaching and Ian Clark. Especially, I don't know. I, I just, if, if it was me, you'd think if I was the owner of the franchise and the fans were demanding that Ian Clark came back when we got the deal done, I'm gonna tell the world. Yeah, you put on the I'm front gonna, page of the province, <laughs> right? I'm gonna stand on top of the you know, tallest That's mountain. A good point. And, starts screaming Ian Clark is back I would you know what I would have done I would have fucking flown a banner over Vancouver myself I would have bought a plane and been like suck it nerds Ian Clark's coming back that's what I would have done
1: all the only team in the league ever to pay for a goaltending coach to get resigned.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. still
1: it right like he like as, as big as a factor he is and how how big of a role he plays in our organization um he's only a goaltending coach like. yeah <laughs> You know what I mean? It's uh, but uh, you'll hear Metro. I, I don't remember any other goaltending coach. Well, I guess Dan Couchet, previous to um, but I couldn't tell you any other goaltending coach on any other team.
0: <laughs> no, that's true, but that's that's why we wanted him back so bad. He's the best in sure. the league, he, he is like the best in the world.
1: And it's not just you know, um, not just him saying it, it's every goaltender that ever gets coached under him praises him like no other, I mean, Demko went to bat for him, right? Like coming out mm-hmm. and making statements and uh, him and him and Ian Clark have a really good relationship, uh, worked together for a long time. And they both just signed five-year contracts, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of funny. Right. So yeah, you know, yeah, Demko, they'll be... Demko and they'll be together for the next five years, which I mean, it doesn't I mean he, uh, seems like he's not going anywhere. So right. Demko's our, our, our goalie for the next little bit.
0: Yeah yeah i'd i hope so um <laughs> now nah, sorry guys we just i just dove right in there i got really excited uh so <laughs> if you haven't heard if you've you know been off the vancouver radar for a bit uh we've extended and hired coaches we've also let go of one i believe just one right yep. yeah
1: yeah no um,
0: brown Newell brown yes he's uh he's not returning which is sad Glad is it though? Is it, I, is it really though? Is it really sad?
1: <laughs> I yeah. don't think so. I mean, he's supposed to be our power play specialist. Mm. Um, the team has very mixed results with yeah. with that <laughs> uh. over the last four or five years. Right. Since um,
0: 2017, he rejoined.
1: Yeah. I mean, we were fourth on the power play in the 1920 season, but dropped all the mm-hmm. way down to 25th last season. So, yeah. um, with I mean, that's that's the thing, right? Like, he was also in charge of the Canucks' power play. I think um, with Vigneault from 2010 to 2013, and it okay. wasn't too bad. But uh, I just don't think he. We need to move on from him. And We were bringing in uh, Brad Shaw, and Brad Shaw and, and Clark both played or coached together in Columbus, so they have a, mm-hmm. a good connection, be able to work well together. I think so. Yeah, there's
0: a lot of there's a lot of intertwining uh, factors and connections in between the the new coaching staff. Um, yes, sir. so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about who's coming back now. So we have Nolan Baumgartner who's extended as an assistant coach. Now I want to talk about him a little bit more. Uh, this isn't surprising for anyone. I don't think I've got some, I've just got some fun, some fun facts on bomber. Uh, we'll go through <laughs> in a bit. Uh, Jason King, who's returning as an assistant coach yep. Ian, Ian Clark goaltending coach. He also has a new title.
1: Uh, th- um, what is it is it's the goalie development i think it is uh including operations uh, head
0: of head of operations goaltending operations or something
1: goaltending operations yeah, yeah. it's something goalt- it's, it's there's not many teams in in the league that actually have it. i think there's only about a handful uh vegas has one i think arizona yeah. um a few other teams uh maybe about five or six yeah yeah so positions
0: right and for people if you don't know the uh before before Ian Clark we, we obviously we didn't really have one last year uh Dan Cloutier would have had that position before and Ian Clark was the goaltender coach but obviously Dan Cloutier stepped down for personal reasons um Daryl Seward is also back as the uh, video coach yep yeah and then we have hired we have hired two coaches so I'm actually I'll start with the um maybe I don't, I don't want to say lesser of the two because that's that's wrong lesser known of the two maybe Mm-hmm. Uh Kyle Gustafson. So he's the assistant slash special assignment coach. So this is his first NHL stint. Um he played in he sorry, he didn't play, he coached in Portland in the dub. Uh for 18 years he was with them. When uh he's associate
1: uh, coach, I think, right? Right. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he's had ties with uh Ali, or sorry, Allen with, Travis <laughs> with, Green Travis Green thank you yeah um, he's had ties with Green obviously Ty, uh, Green coached in Portland um, within the last 18 years that's a long time to be yeah. with an organization
1: it's so, a very long time so you must be they doing were, something right
0: right they were close uh, they, they kept in touch Travis uh, I think he was on Sports in 650 he said that you know um, they would get they would talk for, for many years and, and they would talk NHL hockey so um, it's not like he's jumping into a total unknown. Um, he has knowledge, even though this is his first NHL stint. But he, he's he got a pretty good resume. I mean, he, you know, he, they won a championship in 2013, I believe. Um, yeah. Nino Neo Ryder,
1: I believe, was on that team? Yeah. They, so it was Was that? I'm pretty sure.
0: I'm, I'm not 100% sure. It was Neo
1: Ryder and there was someone else on that. They
0: had a pretty stacked team. If on I'm the correct. Winterhawks in 2013? Yeah 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 speaking of stacked teams we'll go back to bomb grinder to those <laughs> fun facts there anyways uh western conference titles uh from 2010 to 2014 won the scotty monroe trophy in the regular season i uh, sorry for the regular season champions uh twice 2013 and actually in 2020 so uh as a as a whole as a team he has some hardware um and he's got connections to Travis. So, you know, you can't really. I, I'm, I'm happy with it. That sounds good to me. It's music to my ears. Yeah. I agree. Do, do you have anything uh, I, negative I, to say?
1: I don't, I don't think so. Like, I think uh, with their connection with Travis Green and, you know, everyone, I think it's going to come together. I, I, I'm really excited for it. Um, I want to see how it's going. Another small move they made in management, too, is that Chris Higgins will go back to his role as assistant director of player yeah. development after serving as a skill development coach last season. So um, small, small moves, but I think that could make a, a grand impact in, in in the long run here. So yeah. uh, I'm I'm super excited to see how this is going. I also think that Green doesn't, like he needs to kind of prove himself in the next two years. He doesn't yeah. have much to go back on. Like he's, they're surrounding him with good, with good people, right? Good coaches, um, like keeping Ian Clark. I mean, he doesn't really have an excuse after these next two years after his contract. Right. So.
0: Yeah. Well, he, they've got to surround him with the right people. They've got to surround him with people. He likes too, people he wants, because you're right. He only has two years and that's not a lot of time to, to uh, prove yourself. Really. It's only one year, isn't it? Because exactly, your yeah. second year, you're looking for another contract and yeah,
1: you've, got that, contract, you've got that, you've yeah. got that
0: hanging over your head again, mm-hmm. you know, well, so.
1: From my understanding, Brad Shaw or Travis Green was the only one talking to Brad Shaw uh, as um, Newell Brown was still in their contract. But they had rights to talk to Shaw because Columbus was going to release him at the end of the season or something along the lines of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Travis Green went out and kind of picked out Brad Shaw. So this is his guy. He was, he was a, impactful in all these decisions. So, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Good. Yeah, that's good. I like to hear that. I like to hear that. Uh, he was in charge of the defense in Columbus. He's a d- very defensive-minded coach. So he had a he worked in St. Louis as well, New York Islanders, he was an interim yeah. coach um and Tampa. But so he he worked for he worked for John Tortorella and Ken Hitchcock. So <laughs> this guy's got to have some tough skin. Um, yeah, working with Travis might least... be a bit of a breeze for him. <laughs>
1: I can imagine work for Hitchcock or Tortell. Uh, <laughs> Don't be wrong. I like both of them as coaches, but they're uh they'd be tough people to deal with. Yeah,
0: right. So, anyways, hopefully, hopefully that's good, right? Hopefully he, you know, he takes that that uh, toughness and brings it in with Travis's. Uh hopefully they balance each other out, right? Travis is a player's coach, obviously. Um, Torts and Hitchcock are not. <laughs> um but no, 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 honestly, hopefully it's, it's a good balance between the two. And and like I said, he's defensive minded. So he, he, he'll he be working with Baumgartner the whole time. I, I think there's a common misconception, you know, where you hire an assistant coach or, you know, Baumgartner is the defensive coach or, um, you know, Shaw will work with the power play. That, that doesn't just mean that Shaw is going to be power play, power play, power play, right? That no. doesn't just mean that Bombers – on the defense. Like if, if, if they're working power play and bomber sees something, he's going to say it.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. For sure. I mean, Bradshaw does have a bigger role than just power play. Um, he of course, has, no, yeah. yeah, he's extending his role coming from Columbus. So I think that's going to excite him. I think he has more say on the, on the power play as well, as much as the penalty kill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe I was listening to him on, uh, on one of the radio shows there. And he was saying that, you know, he hasn't, really done power play but to be really good at the penalty kill you got to know how to stop a power play right so right. It, it, <laughs> that was his kind of justification of it um is that you know play against it and, and practicing against the top of the best power plays um you, you learn how to to score right
0: so um yeah i'm excited for it yeah i've, I've really liked uh what i've heard so far so um I've got a quote here. It says, he, Green, Travis Green. This, now, this is a quote from uh, uh, Shaw. Uh, he said, Green is looking for new ideas, a voice, something different, and I understand that. For me, it's kind of an, a new type of job. I was kind of running the defense and penalty kill for the last 15 years. It's a little departure for, uh, from that, but I think it suits my skills very well. Basically, I'm kind of like an assistant to Travis, an associate coach without the title. I'm hoping to help out in every facet possible five on five power play penalty kill, but I might leave goaltending to Ian Clark. I thought that was funny. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's, that's, that's the same interview I was listening to earlier. Um, or that I I got the other quote from, um, but yeah, it's, he was talking about how he's like, ah, you know, Ian Clark, I think I'll let that guy, I think he knows what he's doing. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, but Damn. you're right with saying that everyone's going to have a say in everything. And I think that's gonna that's that definitely helped the Canucks from getting out of a single-minded um, game plan, which I, I feel like a lot of fans watch when they see him on the penalty kill or the power mm-hmm. play, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, that they continue to do stuff that don't work. Um, and hopefully this kind of brightens that horizon a little bit. So uh brightens the horizon. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, look, he's he's 57. He's got a ton of experience, right? So uh, I know I touched on it earlier, but he, uh, prior to the Blue Jackets, he was an assistant coach in St. Louis for 10 seasons. Um, Interim head coach for the New York Islanders. He was an assistant coach in Tampa in 1999. So, you know, that's, he's got 20, 21, 22 years of experience. um, I
1: mean, coaching St. Louis he is one of the best defensive players of our time. I'm Petro Angelo. Yeah. I mean, he also helped groom, with...
0: sorry. Uh, he also helped groom Colton, Colton Pareko as well.
1: Yes, uh, he did. Yeah. And so maybe that brings that help out with, uh, I'm hoping with Tyler Myers, hopefully you can mm-hmm. get a little bit more physical out of him and maybe um, help him with his game. He, he likes to have those bigger defensemen. So, I mean, Tyler yeah. Myers is is a lot bigger, but <laughs> we'll see. Right? Yeah.
0: What, what were you going to say about Petro there? Were you going to say something?
1: Oh uh, no no no! It's all good.
0: Okay, um, yeah. I mean, the other players, you know, the, he he's worked with lots of names: Seth Jones, Zach yes. David Savard, David Savard.
1: Big, you know, big defensive guy teams too that were high up in and you know top ten, top five, in, in defense, right? So he's he knows how to get there. He knows how to do it. He knows how to bring the personnel in. So man, from um, from,
0: from 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 2012 to 2016. St. Louis never dropped out of the top ten in PK or goals against per game played. Yeah,
1: I guess that's what I'm saying. Even Columbus year, had that good year too. Um, his PK uh, units,
0: right? His PK units yeah. on average are 84.2 percent. That's second in the NHL. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like that's, I, I just hope the fans know like what we're, well, how big of a talent we're getting with him, right? Like, um, I'm he. It's gonna be a different season. And I'm excited for it. So
0: yeah, and I have one more quote from him again from uh sports at the 650. He was on there and I really like this. Oh, sorry, before I get to that quickly, just just so everyone knows, uh in comparison, um the Canucks have ranked 26th, 19th, and 18th in the last three years for goals against. So that's why we're saying, you know, get fired up on this guy. He's defensive-minded. His teams have done well defensively the names he's worked with it's exactly what we need and 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 young guys that he gets to work with now like hughes rathbone you know Mm um you levy (laughs) you levy you know the and maybe a ninth pick this year who knows most likely um so yeah it's it's pretty awesome go ahead
1: like oh sorry like even even penalty kill though like the beginning of the season, the Canucks gave up nine power play goals in the first six games of the season. 31 mm. power play opportunities, nine goals, giving them <sighs> a 70% penalty kill percentage.
0: Terrible, right? So at least at least Parson um, had one apple in in his in his power plays before he got <laughs> hurt. One assist. That's true.
1: <laughs> it's not good. No. So uh I mean losing Marshall Montanov, sure, that's gonna drop your 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 penalty. but not not by that much i mean still bringing in nate schmidt and travis Hammerlick, right and Mm. even like roussel and and beagle right but um we'll see yeah
0: uh so so anyway sorry so his quote here it's it's beautiful listen there so it says we're going to try and make it part of our identity that we are a strong defensive team and we are miserable to play with or without the puck that's like exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You have to be miserable without the puck, and you have to be miserable with the puck. And I believe I've well, I've seen our team be miserable with the puck to play against. <laughs> you know, it can yeah, I've they seen have their, team, they have their moments, right? But I, I'm yet to really see us uh, play that well defensively. The yeah. only reason we went I, as far as we did last year in the bubble was because of one man, Thatcher Demko. Oh. Yeah, well, yeah. oh, yeah. the bubble. Yeah, Markstrom was not yeah. the season. Markstrom really got yeah. hurt,
1: right? And then Demko. Demko played late, so during the bubble,
0: right? In the in the playoffs, but yeah, you are right, both. Markstrom. Markstrom. Both of them together were the reason yeah. we went where we did. Yeah, I agree, and I mean,
1: it's uh, we need uh, we need to have more than just one guy, um, to help us carry, right? So we. If you look at any any team that makes it far in the Stanley Cup, they're tough to play against. I mean, mm. if anyone watched that the Avalanche, uh, Knights series, every, even though it, even though like some of the games were seven one or you know five two, whatever it was, they're still tough games, right? Like people are getting laid out, McCann's getting played tough, they're getting hurt. Which you know, in the end, if you beat up your team, the longer Avalanche went up 2-0 and then got four lost four straight, right? So, mm. um playing tough is, is what makes you get to the, the next
0: level. Right. And hopefully this gets back to the Stanley cup finals. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, that's his goal anyway. He said, he said something like that. I, I can't remember the exact quote, but, or maybe it was Ian Clark. It was Ian Clark that said, you know, gonna wanted to come here five years and you know, win a Stanley cup. That's so, I mean, that's gotta be the end goal anyways. Uh, We actually have, I want to talk to you about that actually, uh, a window, potential window. Uh, but first, first, let me, let me talk about my fun facts from Baumgartner just because I, I want to. (laughs) So this guy, I, I mean, I, we've always known the name Nolan Baumgartner, right? He, uh, he was kind of in in Vancouver, he came in and out of Vancouver twice, I believe. Um, he's always been in the farm teams. I say that plurally, uh, or plural because, um, we they had moved. multiple, yeah, yeah, yeah. They moved. <laughs> they went from Manitoba to Chicago, right? Yeah, and then Chicago, Utah. Yeah. Right. So he won the Memorial Cup with Kamloops Blazers in 1994. He was selected tenth overall. Played with Darcy Tucker, Shane Doan, Jerome Ginla in 1995 for the Kamloops Blazers to win a second Memorial Cup. What a were st- Stacked. What a studly line! That's what I was talking about earlier. A stacked team, like yeah, that's incredible um he won the air bc trophy for the uh whl playoffs mvp he had 17 points in 21 games that year uh, also won the bill hunter trophy for the league's best d-man um bomber helped uh, uh he hopped around the nhl but he was a two-time captain of the canucks farm team being manitoba and chicago
1: mm-hmm. so
0: yeah those are my fun bomber That's,
1: facts it was stacked i mean it it was pretty cool i used to live in Kamloops and go and go watch the blazers game and all that and you see all all the players that used to play for the, for those blazers and their jerseys retired up in the in the rafters and there's some big names out there right yeah they're the most decorated i mean decorated. mark Recky is yeah mark rocky being one of the biggest ones right mm-hmm. so
0: yeah they're the most Troma decorated Gemma. team in 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 the dub mm mm-hmm yeah they've got it's some really cool enough, enough hardware i don't remember the exact number but i saw it earlier no there's a lot of banners up there though yeah <laughs> all i remember yeah cool man uh, i'm excited for next season
1: me too i love the whl and chl yeah
0: oh yeah. yeah yeah especially right now you guys can go check it out if you're listening like go get go go get chl tv no i'm not sponsored by chl so don't yeah. just <laughs> actually go do this because it's cool like uh chl tv you get the app you can go create a free account and you can get um memorial cups and and top prospect games for the last 10 10 years yeah um uh, i mean pretty wicked we're I actually check gonna, it out yeah we're right. going to talk about it actually so after after this during the offseason during the off season, we're going to talk about uh we're going to do throwbacks maybe every week and, and talk about the, the games so go check There's some out. great
1: games man and then going back the cool part is is that when you're watching watching those games live, maybe when, you know, you're back in high school or wherever you're watching and you go back here, like, holy shit, there's like six, seven guys that are in the NHL, right? These, that guy played for this team? Oh, those mm-hmm. guys played together? What the heck, right? Like you're yeah. just putting pieces together, right? Um, but oh, yes. it's just, uh, yeah. like we're talking about, uh, me and Andrew were talking off air about a clone Memorial game and Leon Drysdale playing for the Clone Rockets, right? Yeah. And Anthony Cic- Cicerelli playing for uh, – it was the OHL team, I believe.
0: Oshawa. Yeah. Oshawa. Yeah. And he scored an absolute snipe that game. That was, I can't oh. remember. We'll talk about it because uh, I think it was 2000. What was it? 2015? Yeah. Around One there. The yeah. Oshawa. Yeah. Was, so we won't uh, tell you who crazy. won yet. We'll we'll talk about it in about f- <laughs> four weeks.
1: <laughs> We're going to Or go check it out yourself.
0: Yeah. 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 No, no, no. Wait four weeks. Wait. Four weeks. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll uh, go through this together
1: yeah i know no, we're talking about chl tv is not a thing <laughs> yeah yeah, okay. yeah for another four weeks don't check it out
0: <laughs> no no sure no no next week go we'll, go no 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 we'll, we'll talk about 2015 in four weeks
1: okay next week we'll
0: talk uh 2010 there we go there we go we're gonna watch we're gonna watch the 2010 memorial cup and the 2010 top prospect game and we're gonna talk about it or or versus uh or versus cherry Maybe Steve, you know what we'll do? We'll go. Oh, uh, we'll, uh, but shit! How can we do it without looking at the scores? Wonder one sec. I'm in there right now. If I are
1: you recording? Yeah. But, but we're cutting this out. No. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, seriously. But seriously, so I want to see. I want to see if we can check out the lineups like without seeing the score. Maybe. Oh. We'll do it on air, live together, maybe. Okay. Right? For the prior week, so we'll look at the top prospect names for Team or and Team Cherry, and then we'll put we'll place a bet. You can pick a team, I can pick a team every week, and we'll put some money on it. I'm down for that, buddy. You know that.
1: sent down. As I long don't as think, you would cheat and find out the score, you dick. That's what I was saying.
0: But we'll have to do it live on the air. Ah, yeah. You can't cheat. I promise I won't cheat. You promise you won't. I know. Cheat. I trust you. I trust you. Okay. <laughs> Okay. If, if if some guy goes on like a five week win streak, we know something's <laughs> yeah. up yeah,
1: <laughs> perhaps he doesn't lose any round <laughs> Yeah,
0: no, we'll alternate weeks in which in which you can pick, so you, you can't be great right every week, there you go that sounds good, okay, anyways, back to the Vancouver Canucks um, let's get back to it I, I want to ask you quickly, before we finish up the pod here, so Bo Horvat and JT Miller they become ufas in two years Mm -hmm. so do we have a is it two years or one year it's within the next two years so now i think we've mentioned this on a previous pod whether we have a a one to two year window um because look players want to win yeah right players want to win now oh horvat I'll, i'll tell you my opinion after what do you think do you think do you think if the Canucks do not win, do you think it's going to be tough to have these guys come back?
1: How,
0: uh, they're, they're UFAs. Like you,
1: you, you mean for them to want to resign? Is that kind of where you're, you're getting at?
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the organization think... will want them back, of course. But yeah. But they want to come back and play for a team. Uh, if we don't win, if we're, if we're not contenders in the next two to three years, we're going to be like Buffalo. We're going to be looking at another rebuild. Right. Yeah. Bo Horvat was asked if, if he would stick around for a rebuild and he said, that's not the direction we're going in. But
1: I mean, like losing a lot of these contracts in the next few years is going to open up free agency cap. And we're not that far away from being where we need to be. So one or two big free agent signs could put us back right where we need to be. Um, Bo being a captain, I don't think he, he's going to want to give that up. I think that's, he's a proud person and wants to be in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I think when asked that question that his mindset's not even thinking about rebuild, like if you're a player, at least in my opinion, the last thing you want to think about is losing. You always want to think about, you don't go into anything thinking you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. right? So in his mind, he's like, we're not even thinking about a rebuild. We want to go in here. We want to do what we need to do. Um, I think Bo's going to stick around. Um, hopefully JT does that might that's more of a question mark to me um he could easily go leave and join a team that's maybe a little bit closer to winning a cup and put them to that position yeah. uh i think Bo drafted here um you know came up played with the Sadines, learned from the Sadines, you know is the captain and he wants to hold he holds that really true to himself and i think he's an honest honorable person i don't think he wants to to leave the team but i don't think his mindset is losing so
0: yeah, I, I I agree, and that's kind of my point too. Um, obviously, no no one has the mindset of losing, but as the captain, being bred, born and bred in Vancouver, like yeah, uh, the hockey Drafted, world, yeah yeah, in, yeah, 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 being part of the whole yeah, right organization, he he's got he's got ties here. Now that's not to say that he he wouldn't or couldn't leave. Um, I don't think he would because the captain has a lot of weight. The captain takes a lot of that weight as well, you know, and uh, usually in, in hockey anyways, captains tend to stick, they sink with their ship kind of, do you know what I mean? Unless good, they've good got, captains
1: do. unless good they've captains gotten,
0: do. unless they've gotten old and, and, you know, they, they make a, a decision with the team, it's time to move on. Um, That's a
1: usually mutual way though, right? Mutual yeah. Right. Hard.
0: Bo Horvat's 26, I believe. So yeah. So he's got, he's got six, six more good playing years. Right. But, but my point is by by the time he's a UFA, he'll be 27,
1: 28. Yeah. Um, So I want probably a five or six year contract, Uh, probably a decent wage. He's going to want to get paid out. So.
0: Yeah. But, but, but my, my, where I'm going with this is the mindset of winning. Mm Mm-hmm. Does does he think as a twenty eight year old, if that, does he think that that he can win a Stanley Cup in Vancouver, or or does he say to himself, well, look, maybe if I go to a team like Colorado, if they haven't won a cup yet,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Could I could I have, see that? Could I win there?
1: I think that's a decision that he's going to have to make, depending on how. So before before the whole COVID thing. The Cucks, you know, made it to the playoffs, beat Minnesota in that weird make it to the playoff series, and then took it to game seven against against the Knights and lost in game seven. Mm-hmm. Come back the following year, it's a weirdly, weirdly year. It's a write-off. Now they brought in a, a guy who's defensively minded really good at power play, or PK. They brought in, they kept Ian Clark. They're pulling all these pieces in, um, I think it really all does play up on on this coming up year or two before his contract runs out. If if we're going in a steady decline and there's nothing improving, there's a possibility possibility of that happening. If if we can prove get to maybe the third round or, or be a contending team, he's going to want to stick around. So it, it really all depends on how our team plays and 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 basically that, right? So
0: yeah. Yeah, so opinion, you're you're saying so you're saying the team you think the team will progress in that and that he will not um that he will resign because he's seeing that that's what you think because I, of the COVID. changes and,
1: specifically Horvat yes Miller, Miller that's my question yeah, yeah that's a question mark
0: to me he could make a cleaner oh. cut
1: yeah it wouldn't he be has so
0: ties right right it wouldn't be so hard for him now of course I think he probably likes the city. Uh, he probably likes the guys he plays with, you know. Yes, it seems like they have a good time. The Lotto line connects; at least has chemistry on the ice. I'm sure they have chemistry off the ice as well. Uh, he's 28, so I think if if it's a two year contract, if I'm not mistaken, um, then he'll be 30. So it might be, you know, he missed he missed the the Tampa Bay Stanley Cup. Yeah, so it might be it might be in his mindset to 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 go for a team who's contending. You mean he's a little
1: salty that?
0: (laughs) I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's salty, but there's got to be that piece inside you, you know. I mean, it would for me. I I would
1: leaving. Yeah, it it, would sting a little bit. Definitely. But good players will use that to motivate themselves. But. I guess like my big thing is the Zedines having a big impact on that locker room from when they were. So the guys that played with the Zedines up until they retired know Mm -hmm. how they led that locker room and how that team plays guys that come in after aren't going to have that same respect or um, I shouldn't say that um, maybe they will, but they don't, they haven't been around that same mentality as, as how they led the team, right? Those guys were one of the best leaders in the league right so um and just how they came to work professional didn't talk crap about anyone worked their asses off got made fun of for the beginning of their year So, even throughout their year right they're always called the sisters they're soft they couldn't She's do so this, crazy they, they played that. in
0: the, they played in the dirtiest spots they're oh, always no, in the corner
1: they were they were playing, and but you know they had the their breakout rookie season where they nobody could be stopped, and then they got kind of slowed down their second season. But whatever, I mean, long story short, the guys that play there with those guys know how those guys play and how they see and how they stuck around Vancouver and they gave everything to Vancouver, right? Mm-hmm. And that rubs off on people. So fair enough.
0: Yeah, I agree in terms of uh, yeah, Bo Horvat. I think we're on the same page here. Sounds good. Yeah cool man is they there anything like <laughs> yeah yeah that's actually yeah exactly what i thought we never we didn't actually discuss this before the show even. no <laughs> <laughs> <brought that> <laughs> uh, yeah surprise Yeah. No uh, <laughs> um cool man you, you got anything else you want to discuss about vancouver around the
1: oh i'll be, i'm gonna study for the for the draft i mean it's a lot of question marks up but uh i don't know i want to see what the what moves are made it's gonna be a really good off season. like it's going to have to be a good off season and mm-hmm. we're going to have to start putting pieces together pretty quickly. So I'm excited to see what happens. Hopefully I don't disappoint.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, we, we still, still waiting to hear. Maybe the Sedins might take a, take a spot in the organization. Uh, that'll be big news. Yeah, I'm hoping um, so. Yeah. But like, like we said, guys, we we'll, we're going to be talking about the uh, you know, some of the CHL hockey here in the next few weeks. Just for fun. We thought it'd be a fun idea. Uh, and we'll definitely, keep for you, it. Right, we'll definitely keep you posted on your Vancouver Canucks and, and anything that we hear um, or that you see in the news.
1: There's one thing I really want to talk about, and it's our potential draft picks for the, for this next pick or the pick in 2021 here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I know we talked about a little bit on the last pod, but from, my, from how I've looked at it, a lot of it's going to be Mason McTavish is kind of what we're looking at here. Um which is he I think he plays center. He's like a six one, six two center. Um yeah,
0: he's a big guy. Yeah. Really
1: yeah, he's a scoring too, a, a playmaking center that could probably come into the league, maybe not next season, but kind of like a a Hoglander, take one season, um and then come on in after that. He'd make that transmission pretty easily. So if we do pick up someone like that, or I mean, do we do we just trade down and try pick up someone? Um trade your ninth pick and go down, you know, whoever dropped down on the pick and um, get a second line center or someone that's more established. Um, But
0: yeah. 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 I I also read an article the other day, putting JT Miller in the middle and and getting a winger in free agency. Uh, Whether or not Mm -hmm. that's possible. I I don't know, but yeah, man, I, I mean, to be honest with you, I haven't dug too far into the, um, the prospects. I know, I know Benning has said there's nine players he likes, so look, you'll get one guaranteed. You
1: you really can't go like the top ten is actually is actually not too bad. I mean, Owen Power is probably going to Buffalo. He's he's a six five, six six defenseman, right? Eighteen years old. Poor guy. Um but the the big thing about it is they compare him a lot to Erica Branson, who was a third overall pick. Wow, 2011, 2012, something along the lines of that. I can't remember. Mm. Um, And just because they're big and powerful in in the CHL or in, in whatever league they're playing in, doesn't mean they'll make that transmission over, right? Yeah. Um, also, if Luke, Luke Hughes does not get picked by New Jersey, I think there's a good chance that he could fall Um, with the needs from other teams. It's a possibility. So even bringing in Luke Hughes, Quinn's brother, would be pretty cool too so or move up trade up maybe a few spots to see if we can get him um is also a possibility Um, yeah maybe just having those two guys would would be nice but
0: (laughs) a couple more brothers on the team
1: (laughs) why not you know that's what we (laughs) usually do so yeah
0: it worked for us last time
1: yeah i mean (laughs) For for the older Canucks fans out there, I don't know if you guys remember, but we used to pick up a guy named Steve Kriya, who was Paul Kriya's brother. He barely made that. And then Sergey Fedorov had a brother named Fedor Fedorov, who we thought we'd pick up and didn't do too much. So um, uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, Jordan Subban, also the brother of PK Subban, who lives his life in our HL team. Um, So not necessarily means they're going to be... A stud, but we'll see how it goes. Jack ball says that Luke's the better talented, but I mean PK said that about Jordan, so
0: that's true. He did say that (laughs) he did, yeah. That didn't work out too well. Take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, right. All right, guys. Well, thanks for everyone. Thanks everyone for dropping in. Uh we hope you enjoyed the show. Please be sure to check out the link in our Facebook or Instagram bio. Find us on your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to tune in next week when we bring you up-to-date news in the world of Pacific Northwest sports and talk a little bit of CHL Hockey Memorial Cup top prospect game. It's going to be a good time.